Hey there, welcome to this podcast, Fun and Away Together. My name is Liz Waweru, a getaway planner at my company, Exclusive Echo Travels, where for 10 plus years, we have organized getaways that help travelers reconnect, recharge, and revitalize. Travel is a fun way to reconnect with your partner away from the usual hassles of life. Because seriously, if you can't have fun with your spouse, then who else? Being a wife and mom, I can tell you that alone time with your spouse is worth carving out. Please note, I share pointers by couples who have been generous in sharing what has worked in their own marriages during couples getaways that I have organized in the past. I am so grateful for the willingness and the openness of these couples. I also talk to people who share their own journey in marriage as well as professionals in the relationship space. Okay, let's dive into it. Episode 88. As we continue this very enlightening discussion, with Dr. Lucy Moturi, a psychologist who talks a lot to young adults as we listen to her stories on how a couple and how they relate to each other affects these young adults that she interacts with. Welcome. I once had this story, but it was the cutest thing. There's someone who once told me that um, the parents in trying to connect with them, they watch whatever the kids are watching. Because it's, it's, it's a way to spend time with them, mm. it's a way to be available to them. Mm. Even if it's a cartoon. Because remember, the, I was, the whole tickle me was that the person is busy telling me that they went to watch a cartoon with their folks, a cartoon movie. I was like, your folks went in the theater, as in they actually came back to the theater. And this kid just feels connected. It's a safe space. You're into the, I mean, you have an idea of what I'm into. You can talk about it and you try to be clued in. You know, mm. you're not looking at my world and just being like, I'm the children of these days. You know that comment that people always say, the children of these days, children of these days, and you're like, you do realize we are here, and what's happening in our space is happening. So keeping on saying the children of these days isn't helping. Yes, we are different from you, because we're also growing up in a different time frame from when you did. And tell me, in, in all this, as you're having now these conversations with these young people that you have, how many have parents who are together and things are working? I'm silent because I'm thinking, like I'm actually trying to do my calculation of who do I know? Oof. What? Very few. So there's somewhere the parents are together, have a marriage. Um, according to the children, is the marriage okay? Or they just, they know my mom and dad are together. A lot of kids know that their parents are just together for the sake of being together. Oh, so, okay, let me rephrase that. So they know the parents are together and it looks like a stable relationship. Because by then, the young adults pretty much can read through. They know it's stable, but they also know there's no friendship. Aha. There's no friendship. There's no friendship. In fact, 
this is another issue because I know you're really concerned about parents and the whole mindset. Because I'm, I'm just trying to understand. Because mm-hmm. I think some people don't realize the impact of, some couples don't realize the impact of them around. They mm-hmm. see it as just me relating with my husband and vice versa, but not seeing it in the outward, like the way you're seeing the children you're seeing. So, for example, you remember we were talking about um, how we can shame each other, trying to build each other. Mm. There are children who watch their parents shaming each other, right? Oh, no. So, imagine it's a woman um, shaming her husband. She has a son who watches this. What is he learning? Mm. What is he learning about what a man should be and what a woman wants? You know, because some of these young men, then growing, they grow up not having any confidence in their manhood because first of all, the role model they had easily accessible to them was their father and the mother had just trashed them to the ground to be trashed. And that's an open door to be a toxic relationship. Myself, as the young man, I'm like, so what am I really meant to do? Because that wasn't good enough, right? So I'm not meant to act the way dad acted, but then what am I meant to do? And then since unfortunately we are living in a place where a nuclear family is the most we are not really into our extended families to a certain degree due to even just um, locality and stuff and sometimes other things then where else is this boy going to understand what it is to be a man? And then you know, unfortunately women have really bad habits and because I'm a woman I'm going to say it because I have seen it. Women who shame their husbands will sometimes extend that to their sons in the sense of they are so disappointed in their husband, they are trying to not shape up their son to make sure the next one doesn't end up turn up like, turn up the, like this useless creature that has ended up in my room. And honestly, if I had an option, I should have just walked out of this. But she, see, that shaming, the way she does it, ends up being so. It's too harsh. And it's a projection because it's not about the, your son, it's about your husband. But these boys are not feeling so inadequate. And sometimes they get to a point where they're so trying to please their mothers, they don't know how to say no. They become extremely compliant because they don't want to fight. Because first of all, they have seen that bubble running with their parents and it ain't somewhere I want to be. So you have young men who have zero confidence um, and really don't know what it means to be a man. They are searching. And then they can become extremely compliant. And then, unfortunately, when it comes to their relationships with women, as they did and look maybe for marriage partners, they don't know what to do. And sometimes, because they don't have that maternal love, because mom has been trying to kick them into shape, mm. then they can end up in very abusive relationships with women because they don't, they're ready to take anything they can get. So if you show them just a little affection, they grab onto you. So there is the norm. And if, mm. um, if mommy, um, if you end up being a little bit mean and stuff, because it's also a bit normal, because mom has always been mean to me, then I'll take it. But it's not, you're not in a healthy relationship at all. And unfortunately, that kind of cycle can even lead to self-hatred. Yeah. The other thing, I'm going to be on, on mothers for today, because there are things I see women doing and I cringe from the inside. Mm. But again, it's, it's us and the power of our mouths. There's a way the we talk that is just like, can you just watch what you're doing? Yes. 
So now, your marriage, you only have your mom to mama. Yeah. Either maybe he's having an affair or he's not doing well at work. You think he should be more ambitious. He's just not like, being assertive enough at work so that he can maybe get the promotions that he needs, needs to get to. Or being ambitious enough to either have a side hustle or even be putting in CVs at other places. You think he mismanages he mismanages funds, whatever it is. There's this huge level of disappointment in this man. Who gets told all those stories? Firstborn daughter. But why are you telling your daughter what's happening with her father? Precisely what we also wonder. <laughs> but honestly, that, that dynamic has nothing to do with your daughter or your child. I have found that dynamic to happen in so many first daughter mother relationships. That that is the last like person you should talk telling to. Telling people, I mean, first of all, when those young ladies come to my office, I keep telling them, please, I know you've been in this cycle with your mom ever since I don't know you're a teenager, even before you're a teenager. Because better you become your mom's confidant. Eh? As you said, Alex, I, I, I agree with you. It's why do they do it? Someone suggested that partly. It's a way to get the kids to align with you ah. as a woman, you know. So you go and badmouth that, mm. right? Uh, sometimes I've had women say that um, the reason they do that is I can't trust anyone else. My kids have a certain level of loyalty to me, so I can tell my firstborn daughter. But if I tell the aunties, if I tell some of my girlfriends. Women just loving, gossiping, gossiping, this will get around everywhere. This I will go not, out. I, I don't, don't need to go this. out. I don't need this to get out everywhere. I need Seriously? it to stay eternal. Um, other people, is literally a lack of true friendship. You know, you should, again, back to that safe space. If I have a true friend and a safe space in them, I should be able to come and tell you by then, like, hubby has reached me here. Do you know what? That fool did the other day. And find a solution because it should not just be bad mouthing for the sake of bad mouthing. Even that, it should, be, should be the good friend. Bent and then find a solution. But even well, then, no, by the way, if, if he's the source of the problem, you might first need to talk to someone but else. Still, to, it shouldn't be your Think daughter. of it this way mm-hmm. if don't you get going to tips sometimes with your friends? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And don't you discuss the tip with your friends? Exactly. So, same thing, go back to your husband. You have an issue with him. There, I mean, safe to say, of course, you're annoyed and all that. But if you're not discussing the issue with him and you're going to talk to other people about it, you're just painting him in a certain picture to other people instead of discussing the issues with him. Precisely. So that's why I'm asking if he's in it. But that's that is it. thinking. Also, you, you're talking him. about a relationship or a marital relationship that is friendship. Therefore, people can be vulnerable with each other. Mm. Therefore, people feel that whatever comes up, I can talk to you about it and we shall discuss it. You shall not take it personally. We can find a way to discuss it. But there are too many marriages where that doesn't happen. Which is why I was telling you, COVID, honestly, when COVID happened and we're done, then lockdown. I remember I called again another friend of mine who does um, a lot of marital stuff and I told them, you do realize you're about to face a heck of a lot of divorces right now. Mm. And they were like, yeah, you know, why? Again, all these things you are hiding, mm, and you could hide because everyone was just yes, busy out of the situation. Now it's it's right in your face. It's right in your face, twenty four hours, no break, and for sure, even the lawyers are saying divorce rate has gone up, separations have gone up. So anyway, 
back to this discussion of mothers talking to their daughters. So now what happens to this girl? She has become a co-wife. She has taken up responsibilities which are not her own. And in fact, she knows too much about her parents' relationship that she shouldn't know. So she's jaded, she's jaded about marriage. She's jaded about men. Mm. She goes out and, and it's just sad. Because then oh. the thing is this, mm. even as she grows older, she keeps feeling like she has to keep coming to save mom from this unreasonable man called her, her father. Her relationship with her father does not exist. Because she's not having a father-daughter mm. relationship. She's having a wife-husband relationship. Because the only relationship we ha she has with her father is through the eyes of the wife who, has, who is the mother. Because mother has never let father be father to this daughter. Like you guys figure yourselves out as father-daughter. She came and pushed daughter to her side. So now it's wife-husband. Kids come and tell you how they hate their dads. Dad is this, dad is this, dad is this, and you're not like, okay, sweetie, you know all that all that bell you're having is your mother's. Mm. I'm not saying that your father's behavior has not affected you, but you're looking at him through your mother's eyes. Because any honestly, some kids are always are trying, and I know I'm calling them kids, but again, they're in their 20s. <laughs> yeah. But they're trying to fix their parents' relationships and they're stuck in the cycle of taking sides, fighting dad with mom it's not your battle your mom should do the fighting you know in that relationship no but they can't even focus in school go out and do social events because they have to be with mom trying to figure out how to sort out dad or sort out something that dad did or did not do Sorry. and then you end up having now it makes sense how you end up having these children especially ladies who end up saying i just want to be a mother in the sense of i just want a child but I want it outside of a relationship where I have to be married or be with someone because they never saw that. They mm. saw mom and dad, mom related well with me, mom was enough. Mm. So what's the point of a, a spouse, a father? So I can just get the, the spam, but they're called spam donors. I just get my spam donor, get my child, move on in life, just the way me and mom, we survived. Me and my child will survive, or children will survive, which is yeah. so sad because they lose out. You also rob that child of a father, mm. and in the, they too have been robbed of a father mm. because they never had a father relationship, father daughter relationship. They saw, like you're saying, the mother make them a co wife, which is just so sad. And you lose the relationship with your dad, so 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 sad. Now, again, to firstborns, we have decided to label this as firstborn syndrome. Eh, first boys have issues while like mm. some, not all. Not all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not but you see, it's because they have fallback, natural fallback to the parents. Yes, but sometimes parents make them into other parents. I'm sorry, you had these children, you are the parent. Your firstborn child is not a parent with you. There are people honestly who come and tell me that one, they've never discovered any hobbies because honestly, there were many in their house and they were the ones who wanted to take care of their young ones. Mm. They never had any free time of their own because, and by the way, since I've worked in two countries, I've seen this also in America where I worked before. Kids who literally had to raise their younger children because they parents, were siblings. That's yeah, they other siblings because the parents maybe needed the extra help or 
just this demand that made by parents of Kwanza this statement that parents make to firstborns. Mm. Whatever you do, your siblings will do. To the extent that as a firstborn you don't feel you're allowed to fail, because if you fail, you're going to make everyone else fail. As a firstborn, maybe you can't experiment in something like when I say experiment, uh, I mean like okay, you know there are certain careers which are go to in the sense of your guaranteed a career. So let us say you're an artist. Artist drawing, artist music, mm-hmm. artist actor, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those are a bit riskier mm-hmm. in the sense of career stability, but yeah. you're good at it, but you can't venture into it because if you fail, you're, you're the one who has... You're setting the precedent for the rest. Exactly. In school, there's so much pressure to perform because you have to be an A student so that all these others see that this is the way to go. Your behavior, kill a kitu. That's undue pressure on a child. Mm. And I see the 20-year-olds suffering so greatly. Like, I mean, you know, you're trying to get into the job market and you can't. And you've tried everything. But this pressure from your parents to be that role model. Mm. And I'm left, like, can you take up your parenting roles and stop making so making the child a parent? Yeah. But it's, a, it's an easy plan. Because I, I, I know you, I can trust you. And I don't have to go looking around for someone to pay and ask them, are you available at this time? You're already available. You live in this house. <laughs> you know? But it's sad. The other thing is, if as children, and again, this 20-year-olds, your marriage is not working. I see you struggling in the marriage. I see you struggling at work. I decide not to bring you my problems. Because you're already, you're stretched. Embedded kids mm. can be extremely compassionate to their parents because they love them so much mm. from a very natural place. Eh? So when I'm really stuck in the mud, I'm not gonna call because but who am I sorting myself out with? My age mates. Or the bottle, alcohol what or something. They, what do they really have that I've I've not yet made myself gain? You know, we are told you should have friends across the generations, mm. much older than you, much younger than you, to just sort of be a little bit more healthy and have various sources of things for yourself. Why are you getting that from? But why am I not coming to you? You're stressed enough. I've seen you struggle through your marriage. I know what you're going through even financially. Mm. I can't now come and bring for you this thing of, uh, I don't know, I got laid off. You know, so I'll go and try and crash with a friend or two. Stuff like that and try and fix the problem by myself yeah because I, I can't bring this i think i really can't so unfortunate you know because well they've gone for some kind of you know advice even rest you mm. know kind of oh that's a problem it's okay come home that's not a problem we'll figure it out then you all decide to separate and then you decide to take your work to your children mm. now let us say the kids end up with a mom in this separation thing. Or even that, whichever parent, and whichever parent, because even men do this, whichever parent the child has been, has been left with, is always bad-mouthing the spouse or the former spouse. So wrong. So wrong. What are you telling this child? To choose sides. These children come to me and they're like, they're my parents, both of them. I can't choose. First of all, Mm. genetically, they're just naturally. I'm half of either one, so why do I have to choose? Ah, 
that you're here. Oh, your mother is like this, your mother is like this. Oh, you know, your father is like this, your father, your father, your father, your mother, your mother. It's also and emotionally damaging, isn't it, to a child? It is, because you see, the thing is, a child needs to be able to have a healthy relationship with either parent. When you come poisoning bad, who are they left with? Because, you know, there's this also thing of, okay, mom is bad, part of me is mom, so am I bad? Mm. And, you know, yes, you can divorce the woman. I can't. She's my mother. As in, sorry, I, I, I can't. She's my mom. I can't leave her. I can't take her DNA out of me. Even if I cried to high heavens. You know? So I always tell people, when you separate, I'm not saying you're not disappointed, not angry, and you've got a lot of things you need to deal with before you can maybe interact at a healthier level with your former spouse. Yeah. But please don't take that back with your own oh, kids. children, it's so not fair. You know, don't. That child still needs their father, that child mm. still needs their mom. You know, so whatever you need to badmouth them about and you're venting about because you're genuinely upset or what, disappointed or whatever, please take it to your girlfriends and your men. Or go for therapy. Or go for therapy. And or take it, it to, yeah. yeah, whatever, but take it there so that when you come and you're with your kids, it's not about their dad. Yeah. You can focus on them. Exactly. And what they need. Yeah. You know, but not all these other Shenanigans. Don't get them into battles which are not theirs. And then this country of ours where we have decided in Pango, Wakandos are normal. Have you ever thought about the child who gets born out of that? First of all, a lot of them don't have free access to their parent, mostly their father. Eventually, they grow to learn he has another family that would not accept me. So, somehow, I'm a bad thing from the start. I shouldn't have been here. What's that doing to that kid? What's that doing mm. to that kid? So you know, I keep telling people, okay, fine, you're thinking you're enjoying yourself. Even as wives, the ones who have decided it's just what men do, they'll go have affairs, they might have a few children out there, so what? He's still my husband, they still have the name. So what? That kid who has been born into that relationship, that kid who has absolutely nothing to do with the three of you and what your issues are. Mm. And I'm saying three because it's a white husband and a mistress. Because some of those kids honestly just feel like, what's the word for it? Hated. Um, sort of marked. Because I can never be with dad's side of the family. I mean, not the uncles, not the aunties, no, and as in the only person I know is dad. And him, I see him regularly. And this side hustle with my mother, who is also a parent, because that side hustle. So again, back to that identity thing. Who am I? Who am I? What's my work? Why am I being treated like, I don't know, the devil's one, to put it badly? So I keep telling mm -hmm. people, look, right? Your marriage is, you know, the first time I had this, I used to think priests were exaggerating. Because they used to tell, I, I attended several weddings, and the priest used to keep saying, the best gift you can give your children is to love one another. So true. Now, years later, sitting in my room, I'm like, oh my gosh, they were so on the mark. Because if you love each other, it first of all, as a team, you can work so much with more effectiveness towards these kids. Because you're okay, and you're working at your best being okay. 
you're even focused on what is your primary duty mm. or one of your duties as a married couple, this new generation that you've been given the blessed opportunity to raise. So how do we do this well? Because you know they're watching you. Mm. You know, they watch your communication, they discover, oh, first of all, people can be friends. They can. And really be true friends. I mean, you know, I keep telling people, honestly, I know very many marriages where husband and wife are the best friends to each other. And that's the idea. In fact, they go out for dates for three, four, five hours, and they're just talking about everything and nothing in particular. Because it's not a budget meeting no, for five hours. No. What are we doing with our budget for the year? It's not about budget, it's not about it's projections, just, just being, just, being, just hanging out. You chat about life and what yeah. you see in the office. And your relatives who are doing this. I mean, as in literally, there's like a movie you want to watch. Oh my gosh, I read this article. As in, you chat, then you chat with a friend. Kids who grow up in that are so healthy. And I Because first of all, you, can you imagine? This house, first of all, the environment is love. Mm. There's peace. There's respect. These other households you're talking about is dysfunction. As some of the kids I dream with say, it's a cold war in that house. Oh, you can feel the temperature as they talk. It's cold. You know, I keep telling people, just because you're not shouting at each other or throwing things at each other, doesn't mean your kids haven't noticed the cold temperature in that house where mom doesn't talk to dad. And it can be subtle things or like... Or dad doesn't come home early, he's always asleep. Please mm. tell your mother I need tea. But don't be Please tell your mother I need tea. And <laughs> you're not like... You guys can't actually talk to each other. And you know, think about also what a kid is thinking about. You guys chose each other, said you loved each other. Now you're not talking to each other, and yet you're meant to love each other. So do you love me unconditionally? So I have to act in a manner that can induce love from you so that you're always there for me. Like behave in a manner that's not good. You shall teach me, stop talking to me. So I'm starting to live in a world where it's all about what I do, what I do, what I do. I need to be loved, cared for. That's all for today. Thank you as always for taking the time to listen. I look forward to having you here back next week on Monday as we wrap up this very, very insightful discussion with Dr. Lucy Muturi on the effect of a parent's relationship on their children. Please share this podcast if you found it helpful and also subscribe if you haven't already. We are now on TikTok as Fun and Away Together. Please like us and follow us. And always remember, whatever you do together, keep it fun.